Scope podcast. You guys in their 20s, giving the respect and with the games that we love, headlines of pop culture, and the meaning of it all. I'm Bruce Wins of Earth, my counterpart, Save On Horse, is not able to be here tonight, but I'm joined first by special guest Alex Hampton. Thanks so much for being on, man. Thank you for having me, man. I can't wait to dive into it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Search for Bear as well. Thank you so much for, 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 for being back on, bro. Definitely. And for this episode, we're doing an exclusive review of, of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Spoilers are, are coming, so if you haven't seen it, uh, make sure to make sure to check it out before you listen to this review. I'm um, gonna start with the overview. This is the sequel to Black Panther and the 30th film in the MCU. Um, directed by Ryan Coogler, who co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole. Uh, the film stars Tisha Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, and Angela Bassett. Um, in this movie, the leaders of Wakanda fight to protect their nation in the wake of King Tyler's death. Um, had a budget of 250 million and brought in. $546.3 million into the box office and had an 80, 84% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, to start it off, Alex, like, what were your initial thoughts on the sequel and, and it trying to move the franchise forward in, in kind of an emotional fashion? Um, uh, once again, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, whew, uh, the word that keeps popping in my mind is emotional. Emotional. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go in to see how they were going to acknowledge how T'Challa is no longer on this earth, what happened, how it happened. And I wanted to see what the people of Wakanda were going to look like without their fierce leader. And as we got to see the, the movie progress, uh, Angela Bassett kills it. She lets the, the United Nations know who we are. Ain't nobody yeah. touching us. Yeah. <laughs> and ultimately, I saw a lot of growth, definitely a lot of human moments. And I saw that, you know, even though, you know, I was just thinking about this on the way home today, you know, they stole vibranium to make Captain America's shield. Now, the, now they want to destabilize the whole country just so they can take their resources to make weapons. And I was like, wow, they're doing an amazing job making this look real. So I, yeah. from, from overall, I would say it was an emotional, impactful movie that I really enjoyed. Absolutely. Um, to, to you, Serge, like, what were your initial thoughts on this on this movie? Obviously, like there was so much anticipation, so much emotion uh, placed throughout. Um, what did you kind of think about it and some of your initial takeaways? I think in my initial thinking, uh, specifically when I saw the trailer, I had uh, high anticipation for this film because there was so much play. Uh, this film was a ode to the deceased Chadwick Boseman, may rest in peace. Um, when the trailer came out, it seemed like it was just such a masterpiece. Uh, being visually pleasing to the eye, and having such a stacked cast, of course, and it seemed as if like they really wanted to, to tell a narrative of, of this king who died, but specifically that the women that mourned the death, not only their king, but also the death of their, their brother, the death of their son, the death, the death of, their, of their loved one. And so, Specifically, let's say, for instance, they use the song No Woman, No Cry, which is the Bob Marley song. Um, and the meaning behind that song is that women don't cry. Like, like even though this situation may be sad, don't let it be a burden to you. And here, is, here are the women of Wakanda who are mourning the death of their king and the death of their brother. And it's kind of interesting trying to see how they're comforted uh, during this time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and also, before we get to, to our first topic and initial thought on um, what our rating is, like, to you, Alex, like, 
in, in terms of in terms of everything that they had to prepare for, like following the death of Chadwick Boseman, do you feel did, like did this movie kind of meet the expectations for like how they would address that in the beginning, or did you think it was one of those things where they still were like trying to navigate what's the proper way to address his passing, but also address the T'Challa's death in the, the beginning of the movie? Um, yes and no. Because last time we saw T'Challa, he had he had the last little bit of the harp shaped herb, so which was kind of contradicting. If if look if Letitia right, if Sherry was making a artificial heart shaped herb to cure her brother, but she already he already had it in his body, I don't believe it would have worked anyway. Um, because whatever the disease that he had, which we all know was cancer to an extent, um. Who's to say that, uh, you know, I don't believe that was a best, the greatest explanation why. I, I get what, what they were trying to do, um, but, like, they made it a little bit too real. They made it, they basically said King T'Challa died the same way Chadwick Boseman died. Yeah. And there was nothing that we can do to fix it. But in order for her to fix it, she was going to make an artificial heart sheep herb, an herb that he already had in his body. So my thing was, is that what was this artificial herb going to do that the one that in his body didn't do? But ultimately, I got the gist. That's just a little nitpick. Right. But I got the gist of what they were trying to go, because when you see Shuri mourn and she's like, you know, how do I go about life? She wants to see the world burn. She wants to stay stuck in her lab. I love the progression of Letitia Wright's acting because we saw her angry. We saw her emotional we saw her happy and jovial and then we saw her as the warrior that we know so i think the way they transitioned it was really good and also i love what they did uh what what t'challa did opening wakanda to the world caused a whole lot more issues for wakanda to deal with and the fact that he's not here to help them that makes makes the perception seem like they look weak but they weren't weak at all. So I, I, I love how they made the transition. I just think from a writing standpoint, it was kind of bad writing. You could, I think they could have said T'Challa could have died in war instead of a disease, a disease that was going to be cured from something that was already in his body, quote unquote. I don't know. You know, so that's how I kind of see that. Definitely. Um, and, and now getting to our first topic from one of four stars, what would you give it Um, t- to you, sir? like, what would be your particular rating for this film and kind of like, some of your 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 reasons for it. That's a good question. So I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, if I was to rate this film, I'd probably rate it kind of tough. Probably three star, maybe two point eight, two point nine. Even though there were certain aspects of the film that I really did enjoy, and I'll say one of those aspects was um, Angela Bassett as the queen. I truly believe that she carried the film. Um, it's okay if I spoil spoil what happened. Okay, excellent. Uh, if y'all don't want to hear spoilers, please leave. All right. So, Angela Bassett, who's playing the Queen of Wakanda, she really does carry the film. But there's a point where she dies trying to save Ironheart or Riri Williams. And I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you, I feel like after the death of the Queen, things kind of fell off for me. Um, it seemed like the storyline lacked cohesiveness. Um, and it seemed like just that powerful, strong figure that the queen, you know, Angela Bassett's character played. It's like once she died, it was kind of like 
there's something that that lacks there for the rest of the film if that makes sense and so i can't give it like a, a full four star i'll probably give it like a three star if i can give like a point system like 2.8 2.9 not somewhere i'll place it so and so yeah Definitely. I, I would give it three as well. I mean, I definitely think this was definitely worthy as a bridge from the bleakness of, of loss to, you know, a stable place from, from which the next generation can, can move forward. I, I do think after the Queen's death, like you said, it, it, it lagged a bit. Like, to you, Alex, what would be your particular rating for one of four stars? And also, what are your thoughts on, on kind of like the, the, the point Serge brought up? Because it did feel like there was a bit of a let off after, after the Queen's death. Um, I would probably agree with Serge and say I would give it about three stars because, like, it's clear that Shuri's not ready to be queen or to lead Wakanda. And yes, yes, her like watching her mom, her mom died, give her the, uh, I guess, the drive to become Black Panther. Um, what I did not like, I'm not gonna lie, like I like the Riri character, but I feel like the movie would have been better without her. I personally only because like you you mean to say that Riri built something to detect vibranium within our world and the government's trying to hunt her really that and that's what gets that's why we get the Wakanda but my thing because the reason why I say that's because Claw had vibranium Captain America's shield is made out of vibranium and there was no call for the Wakandans to get involved at that point. So we're going to allow this college student who built something to detect vibranium in our international waters. That is what is essentially the premise of why the people of Talicon get involved and then United Nations. And like, I get, I get what they were trying to do. But again, from a writing standpoint, the element of vibranium has already been introduced. Right. The fact that that was the totem pole for this particular movie, I don't know. I don't know if that was the way to go. I get that they had to go about mourning T'Challa, moving on with T'Challa, and a, and a new Black Panther rising um, without T'Challa. I get. I I get all of the the points that they were trying to make. However, for me, it was kind of like, all right, um, there wasn't enough. I feel as though substance. I, I mean. Even when Shuri becomes Black Panther, I don't really believe that she really wanted to be Black Panther. And like mm-hmm. I will say this, her going to the ancestral plane seeing Killmonger, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but that scene I still feel like it was out of place too. Because at the end, she saw her mom. And her mom tells her, Show me, show them who you are. You know, so like what was the whole my thing is my my thing about this movie. I keep asking myself in certain scenes, what was the point? What are we doing here? And I hate to compare it to the first movie because I love the first movie. Um, in the first movie, we knew what T'Challa was trying to do. Yeah. In this movie, it just seemed like a lot of the people seemed like the people of Wakanda still grieving at the loss of their king, still trying to navigate life while dealing with an underwater kingdom trying to kill their people. And I think if they would have focused more on that instead of the geopolitical aspects of it, it would have been a little bit more of a better film, and I would have given it four stars. I still like the movie. I love the action, the cinematography. I love the scenery of Talacan and the scenery of Wakanda as well. Um, I even le- I even like uh, you know Shuri's ascension to Black Panther. Um, but there's just a lot of story plot points that happen. I was like, 
I don't know if this would make any sense, you know, but I would give it a three star out of four. Yeah, same. Um, and now getting into favorite character, um, I would go with, with Nakia as, you know, even though she felt disconnected from her homeland, you know, she still shows that she's always going to be a soldier, a Wakanda, and a loving mother. Um, to, to you, Serge, in this movie, like, who was kind of like your overall favorite character? Uh, I think I have to say Baku. <laughs> um, and, and I hope this is, I'm not a chauvinist. I love the women of Wakanda. They're great, great characters. But um, Mbaku is just such a humorous character. Um, where whenever he's on, on screen, you just can't help but like smile and laugh because like, he's just that much of a likable person. But also it's like specifically, like he's just such a large dude, but he's like a teddy bear on the inside. And one thing I love about how they utilized him within um, Black Panther 2 is he becomes like this this figure of wisdom where he, he is he's advising Shuri because Shuri is now, you know, the new Black Panther. She's having to deal with the death of her brother. And she doesn't want to take up the mantle, but at the same time, like she knows that since her mother died, and of course Chadwick died, or you know T'Challa died, that she needs to learn how to navigate becoming the new leader of Wakanda. And so Mubaku um, becomes this this counselor figure um, for Shuri, you know, giving her advice and comforting her when she lost pretty much all her family. Someone had to say Baku, most definitely. Yeah, uh, to you, Alex, like, who was your kind of, like, overall favorite character in this movie? Namor. Mm. Namor was... I was about to ask you, what were your thoughts on Namor? <laughs> Namor, 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 essentially, like, if you take Namor and, and, and Eric Killmonger, you have to ask yourself, what's the difference? Mm. Interesting. Because they are both essentially fighting to, for the same thing. The only difference is Killmonger wanted genocide versus... Ty- Namor wanted to protect his people and the only way he felt like protecting his people was essentially genocide as well but the only difference is he wanted to protect the people of underwater he didn't care about the people of Wakanda or people in America Uh, uh, Killmonger wanted to protect all black people and that's all black people who are even Trump supporters just think about that That's, that's you know and I'm not saying that you shouldn't take care of those people too I'm just saying like black people who don't who self hate themselves? Yeah, that's who he wanted to protect. So, but the reason why I love Namor is like, listen, I'm only here to protect my people and make sure that we're good. And I think that uh, Namor or Namor, as they pronounced it in the movie, um, he loved his, he loved his, he loved his, he loved his family. He loved his his people. I loved his leadership, and also he was just an overall lethal dude. Like Namor yeah, was, a, was the perfect villain for this movie, but that's what kept me engaged. And Namor didn't care. Like he, he killed Queen Ramonda and he said, I'm going to come back and kill everybody else. That man was a G. That man was a G bro. Right. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like with, you know, Killmonger, Killmonger killed Zuri and took over Wakanda. And if you didn't follow him, he's going to kill everybody else. Yeah. You know, so that's what I loved about it. Like both of these people were relentless in what they believed in. That's what makes a good villain because they don't believe they're doing anything wrong. Um, so he would have to be my favorite character. If I had to choose anyone from Wakanda, it would have to be uh, Queen Ramonda, um, Angela Bassett's character, because every time she was on screen, I was just sucked in. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, and now getting in, in, into most memorable scenes, I had uh, King T'Challa's funeral and Shuri grieving her brother. I'm um, also a Killmonger's cameo and Shuri becoming Black Panther. Uh, Namor giving Shuri a, a 
Tulak and uh, Grand Tour, Shuri Okoye and Riri Williams uh, uh, trio teaming up. Also, Namor attacking the Capitol, the lab fight, uh, Queen Ramonda's death, and then finally uh, Black Panther versus uh, Namor. Uh, to you, Serge, like, were there any scenes in this film that you kind of thought were, were the standouts and the ones that, that kind of had, had your attention the most? I would have to say, uh, specifically when uh, Ramonda, she has the council around her, and she's grieving. She's saying, like, I'm the queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and I've lost my entire family. And, again, like, Angela Bassett does a, such a great job with this character where, like, she's acting her butt off like this. Like, you really feel the tension within her heart where she not she not only lost her husband during uh, Civil War, right, but she lost her son. And she, at this time, she realized that Shuri was kidnapped by uh, Namor and Atuma. And so, like, she's a queen of this powerful nation, but she feels like she has nothing because she lost her entire family. She's really grieving. And what's, what also makes this uh, scene amazing is Okoye is standing before her because it was Okoye's responsibility to make sure that Shuri is safe. And Okoye promised that she would keep Shuri safe, and she failed. And so not only are there clashing tension between Okoye and the queen, but the queen mourning the loss of her child, and Okoye realizing that she's going to lose her, her job, her position as general. Like, she devoted her entire life to, to becoming a Dora Milaje. And so it's a very, very conflicting scene, a lot of tension, a lot of emotion there, but it's so well acted and it's so well put together. It had to be my favorite scene. Definitely. Um, to, to you, Alex, were there any particular scenes um, in this film that you kind of thought were, were the, the, the most intriguing ones? Uh, there was a couple. Uh, one scene in particular I keep thinking about is when Okoye is facing off against the people of Talakan. Mm-hmm. She's, she's giving killing blows and they don't go down yeah and that was the first time we've ever seen okoye struggle and i'm like oh god like how is this going to end i thought she was going i thought she was going to (laughs) die i was like oh snap could you imagine if they walked away from that killing her oh god i think that from a plot point that would have been interesting um another scene um uh to reiterate research said where Queen Ramonda's like, I am the queen of the most powerful nation on the earth. I mean, I felt the pain in that woman's voice. She lost everything. Yeah. Everything. And then you still have Americans still trying to take what's left. Like, really? And you had one job, protect my daughter. Really? So I understood her frustration. I don't think that she should have demoted Okoye, but I understand the frustration where she was coming from. And then... um. Another favorite scene of mine from just an art standpoint is when Namor's giving a t- uh, Shuri a tour of his of his uh, of his people of Talakan, the water and the different people and the scenery from an art standpoint. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I noticed, though, Wakandans and Talakans, they love their jewelry. If you notice, like all of them are wearing some form of jewelry piece. Even with Wakandans, if they're not wearing a daishiki, they're wearing their the kimoyo beads, or they're wearing um, like some form of jewelry or something to make to make sure that they're representing their people, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, and now we're getting to the second half of our topics. And to start with, the most memorable quotes I had 
Um, does it comfort you or torment for Queen Ramonda? Also, I have more soldiers in this country as blades of grass from Namor. I'm also one of the most broken people can can be great leaders from Namor. Also, the world has taken too much to consider you a child from Mbaku. And then finally, uh, Vengeance, which, which this one will probably be my, my, my favorite quote is, which um, in Vengeance has consumed us, but we cannot let it consume our people from Shuri. Um, to you, sirs, like what were some of your memorable quotes in this movie? I'll, I'll probably say, um, first and foremost, what uh, the queen said when she realized that she was gone. And she stated how, like, like I said before, she was the queen of the most powerful nation in the world. But she lost her entire family. And it's kind of like, despite the fact that you are royalty of this powerful nation, what good is it when your loved ones are gone? You know what I mean? And she really showed just the, the kind of grief that she had within her heart, losing all her family members at the time. And so that was quite memorable because not only did the actress do a good job portraying that grief and that anger, but also at the same time realizing that, like, not only did we, not only did she lose, let's say, her son, uh, T'Challa, but also as, you know, fans of Chadwick Boseman, we lost him as well. So I really sympathized with uh, the Queen at that moment. Um, and I'll also point back to what Mbaku said to uh, Shuri. It's quite fascinating the amount of times uh, the second movie pointed back to the first movie, where Mbaku is challenging T'Challa King of Wakanda, and then he kind of corrects and rebukes Shuri by saying she's a, a young female who de, who defied the very traditions of their of their of their tribes, right, of their people. But now in this in this movie, he's commending her because she has matured beyond that, and she's no longer uh, that girl that he rebuked in the first movie. So that was, that was also a great um, statement as well. Um, to, to you, Alex, like, what were some of the quotes in here that, that you kind of thought were, were the, the most memorable ones and, and maybe some of the ones that you thought like were, were the, the, the top tier, um, moments of the movie? Um, essentially almost everything Queen Ramonda said, but I think, yeah. um, it away. with, uh, Namor, when he was like, when he was talking to Shuri, he said, you know, is Wakanda going to be our ally or they're going to be essentially our adversary? When we when we rise to protect our country, I thought that that was like he's like, listen, like either you're with us or you're not, and I have enough people to destroy you and your family, your loved ones, kids, and all these other people. Um, you're either going to join us or you know you suffer the consequences. Another quote I loved is where uh, you know it's it's not really a quote, but that conversation between. Uh, Nakia and Shuri, where she asks her, Shuri, who did you see? Yeah. And, you know, and she's like, you know, she didn't want to tell her. She's just struggling with it. She was like, you know, don't let vengeance consume you. She like, it already has. You know, it's like, she was angry in the beginning of the movie. Now she's angry now. But like, <sighs> when have we seen, and, I, and maybe they'll dive more into this as we see the growth of Wakanda, but when have we seen the Black Panther act in vengeance. We haven't. I don't believe. Other, the closest thing is when uh, Bucky killed T'Challa's dad. You know, and then like to, and T'Challa was hunting Bucky like white on rice. Yeah, like he was he was going to kill to he was going to kill Bucky, and that was like the only little bit of vengeance we've seen 
from the people of Wakanda. So like for me, um, just to seeing the growth between Lapita's character and Shuri's character. And also, like I said, Namor, I think Namor is definitely the standout of this whole film. Um, just those conversations that they've had is what kept me engaged. And also, uh, when we first see Namor pure into uh, to Wakanda, you know, uh, the queen's like, I am not a woman who asks the same question twice. Mm. Who are you? And I was like, and she was getting ready to kill him on spot. And then she was like, mother, he's, car- he's covered in vibranium. There's no way you can at least kill him directly like we think. So, um, but yeah, I would say those scenes and those quotes in particular are the, were the standouts. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and before we get to our next topic, like looking at, you know, Angela Bassett's performance and just like how outstanding it was, like like to you, Serge, like when you looked at the performance she had and kind of the, the weight of it and, and just like how much gravity was placed into it, what were your like initial thoughts on it and just kind of like um, how important it was for her to kind of be the emotional support throughout the movie until her death? Yeah, that's a great question. And so, specifically, let's say, for instance, right? I mentioned before how Civil War, uh, I think it was King T'Chaka, the father of T'Challa, died. It's not only the queen lose her husband, but then now losing, of course, her son. And she being the patriarch of the society there, she still has responsibility to, to, to help the people within society by the same time dealing with her own grief. And so Angela Bassett being such a, a fantastic actor did a great job uh, portraying that. And let's say for instance specifically when um, the Queen had to go to the United Nations meeting and then she had to address the reason why Wakanda wasn't trading exports or trading uh, vibranium with the other nations like France or the United States. And she, she, she still has to keep her composure and she still has to keep her professionality. And you really see it through just her body language, how like, despite the fact that she's a grieving mother and a grieving queen, she still holds herself together with, with pride and with, with royalty and with, with valor. And it's fascinating how Angela Bassett, playing this character, she maintains that pride and, and that royalty in regards to just her presence, which shows it, right? Despite the fact that she's grieving, she still holds that with her. She still has her, her chest held up high and her strong arms and strong shoulders. She realizes that even though she's grieving, she has to she has to fulfill her duties as a queen, especially as a mother to Shuri as well. And yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, to, to you, Alex, like, what, what were your thoughts on Angela Bassett's performance? And you know, like like Serge was mentioning, like it there was a lot she had a lot of responsibility that was placed on her. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was Oscar winning. Definitely Oscar winning. Yeah. Um, we saw a grieving black woman running a kingdom. And it was like just from everything from I think one of my favorite scenes is her trying to protect uh, Riri like Riri's her own child. Like I, I thought she would have been like Riri you know you on your own. But she was like no stand behind me. Yeah, I'm not gonna let him kill you. And then she went and saved him, save, saving her, costing her own life. You know, so for me, Angela Bass's performance is award winning. I think the reason why we got such a great performance from her because we knew 
Well, she knew that this was her last movie. I don't think she wants to be a part of the MCU. That's why I guess she agreed with the, the with the standpoint of her character dying. And then also, it's kind of hard to continue a franchise without your your lead your lead actor who's now gone. So I think ultimately, when the decision was made to kill her off, she was happy with it because she did not. She felt like her story had been told, and she gave it her all. But I think the the best scene. One of the best scenes with her is when she's at the United Nations and she's addressing them while her people are taking down their the American oper- operatives. Yes. She's basically saying, listen, we hear the conversations that y'all have about Wakanda, saying that our protector is gone, Black Panther is gone, and you think you can storm our place and take what's valuable to us? You are sadly mistaken. She could have easily killed those people, but she brought them to the United Nations and made them look like fools. And they were like, you know, and that's why it kind of it kind of pissed me off. Um, um, it it, it kind of pissed me off that they said that uh, they wanted to destabilize Wakanda. I'm like, really? You think you can do that? <laughs> like, I I would love to see you try, but yeah. you know, but yeah, definitely. Um, and, and now getting to our next topic, what did you like the most about the storyline? Um, to me, like this felt like a film where Marvel, you know, took a back seat and, and it, you know, it really let Ryan Coogler honor Chadwick Boseman the way he wanted to. And it, it just doubled down on smaller dialogue scenes and character expansions and, 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 and let us learn more about Wakanda. Um, to, to you, sir, like what in particular about this storyline did you kind of like the most? Yeah. Um, what I'll say would be, of course, like I really didn't enjoy the action scenes. I enjoy the fights between Namor and his assailants. Honda. But what I appreciate the most about uh, this movie, and again, spoilers, so if y'all don't want to hear, leave. Was a uh, spoiler alert. But truly, I would say is the ending. Um, I couldn't really think of a better ending. So, Suri is grieving. She's finally expressing her emotions um, about the death of her brother, where she was kind of holding it in and like pretending like, as if she wasn't really affected. She's finally like crying and and you know, and just expressing emotions about the death of T'Challa. But what was beautiful was um, T'Challa's lover. What was her name? Please forgive me. I forgot her name. Um, anyway, but yeah, but T'Challa's uh, girl. She joins um, Shuri, and then she introduces a new character, which is her son, um, the, the the son of T'Challa. And Shuri asks him, what is your name? Now, this is what's fantastic. I love about this movie. The name of the child is Toussaint. And Toussaint is actually a Haitian general who led the, um, the, the slave revolution within Haiti. And then Haiti became the first black republic. So it was kind of like a nod to our history, being a Haitian myself. Haiti is a very, very small uh, nation within the Caribbean. And not many people pay attention to it. We have a very, very rich history in regards to you know, our culture and us being a, a free people. But also more specifically, what's beautiful about it is, despite the fact that the Black Panther died, or T'Challa died, his legacy and his image is still continued through this child, which is a beautiful concept that I deeply enjoyed and deeply appreciated. So. 
Um, to you, Alex, like what in particular about this storyline did you like the, the most? And, and also kind of like what were your thoughts on, on the, the post-credit scene? Okay. Um, so I enjoy – repeat the question for me. I want to make sure I, I say this correctly. <laughs> no, I mean, what did you kind of like the most about this storyline? And also what were your thoughts on, on the post-credit scene? Okay, so I like what I loved about the story is that we got to see um, a nation of people deal with loss and overcome it while dealing with another nation, essentially going through somewhat of the same thing. The only difference is, is that it showed us that that nation, we're more alike than we are different. That's the ultimate gist that I got from the movie. And I, and I really enjoyed where they were where they're going um again i enjoyed shuri's progression although there's some question questionable things about it i enjoyed uh definitely queen Ramonda, and i definitely enjoyed namor and then i will say i'm mad that mbaku took a back seat in this movie that is what i was actually another thing because yes he does become king at the end but i'm like we didn't really see him i feel like we should have seen him a little bit more um, in this film because he was really the only male figure we had. It was M'Baku and then that was really it. M'Baku and his people. Yeah, That was it, which we didn't really get. Um, so he kind of took a back seat to this film. But to answer the second part of your question, your uh, that post credit scene. Okay, so when Shuri's like Ukumbani and, she's, and he's like uh, Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. I thought the reaction from my theater would have been a little bit like, 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 I guess more empathetic. And I heard a lot of people behind me say, really? Yeah. Like, only because if that's the case, you could have just recasted T'Challa. We are in the multiverse saga. So, why, you know, why Okay, so if you mean to tell me that they've had a son, that's that child looks maybe six, seven years old. So after the events of Endgame, they had a child and only one person knew about it, which was his mom. Really? Like this that just it seems like if 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 T'Challa really had a son, I feel like his son would be walking in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. I feel as though. I don't think they they, they would just hide him out and um and Haiti only because like for one, it like for one, T'Challa loved his people. He trusted all of his people. So why would why would he uproot and move his 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 wife and his son to another country where he can't protect them? It just and like like for instance, if the government found out about T'Challa's son, that's it. They they're 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 in a they're in a country where it's not Wakanda, but the government storming Wakanda is actually kind of laughable because we both know that's not going to happen. Yeah, It's just not going to happen. So I just feel as though that scene was a little bit misplaced. I'm glad that we're getting to Chalice Air, but we're not going to see that kid in the MCU, really, I don't think, until, what, 10 years from now? Unless they make a time, another time jump. Yeah. And T'Challa is now 20, and he wants to be the Black Panther. Like, it's gonna be a so while. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they handled that correctly. Um, I get what they, again, I get the over aspects of what they were trying to do, 
because there's a lot there's a lot of sentimental things in this movie. But to for T'Challa to have a son, which I thought was cool, but yeah. for him to have a son and him not be protected by his own people, but but protected in Haiti, where Haiti's been raided multiple times by our government. Really, I don't know if that was. I don't know. That was a wise move for T'Challa to to do with his queen Nakia. So, yeah. Um, and, and getting to our last topic, ten years, 10 years from now, like, do you still think this will be watchable and intriguing? Um, I, I I definitely think it it may not be as beloved and, and cherished the same way as the original. But you know, the way they tie kind of the emotional aspects of it and kind of you know letting um, Shuri got, kind of get that that lead role into it was was very pivotal. But, but to you, Serge, to wrap it up, like. What are your thoughts? Like, how do you think this movie, do you think this movie will still be watchable and intriguing another decade from now? I think it'll be uh, definitely watchable. I think not only do they pay, uh, pay a, a good tribute to, like, you know, various uh, cultures, such as the Mesoamerican culture uh, and Caribbean culture, because, like, I think there's a shot not only in Haiti, but I also think it was shot in Puerto Rico as well. And so the cultural significance uh, with this film is praiseworthy enough. I think people would continue to watch it because of that, but also because of the significance of the death of Chadwick Boseman, um, such a fantastic actor. You know, this this movie is an ode to him, and so I think because of the gravity of this entire of what this film is dedicated to, and the cultures that they pay respect to as well, I think people would definitely watch it. Definitely, and, and also, Serge, how do you think it it, can, it compares to the original? I will say this: the story to the original was far more cohesive. Um, it was, it was, it was connected. It didn't seem as if like there was any like you know random off stories. Like let's say Christopher Nicolier and Shuri went to America to visit the ruins. I felt like that was kind of like out of pocket a little bit. Like it didn't fit the story, the narrative. And so I think the Black Panther, the first film, the narrative was far more connected. Um, I think. I'll be honest with you, I feel like Killmonger was a better villain. Just to be honest with you, I really do think that. Um, but I think in regards to how the film was shot, like cinema-wise, Black Panther 2 is a better film. Um, that's where I kind of stand on that. Right. So. To, to you, Alex, um, to, for, for our closing thoughts, how do you, do you think this movie will be watchable and intriguing another day from now? And the final question, how do you think it, it kind of compares to the original? Um, definitely, because if people like the original, they want to see what happens next. And anybody who's a fan of just the actors, they want to see their performances in this movie. Um, you know, this movie, I do believe it had an impact, but I don't think it had the same impact as the first movie. Because I remember when the first movie was coming out, sororities, fraternities, artists were renting out theaters. Yeah. I didn't really get that vibe this go around. I didn't get that vibe just going around. I didn't, and like, what I think, what what kind of messed them up, you know, Kendrick was the one that quarterbacked the whole soundtrack. We don't really hear that this time around, and I'm feeling I'm kind of yes, it's more it's it was more so Rihanna, which is not bad. Like I like I love her song, but yeah. it's not a song I would listen to on the radio. But I, but when I listen to all the stars with Kendrick and um um. Says, yeah, says yeah, it still hits today. Yeah. Or Ke- or Kendrick's song "Pray for Me." Oh my God! Like and just all yeah. the other songs on that album, on the first album, were were good. That kind of helped shape the movie. That was a really this good album. Was, 
That was a very good album. Exactly. It was the it was a good movie along with a great soundtrack. And some of the soundtracks that were in this movie, I mean, they were dope to an extent. I just didn't get the same feel. And I will say this because I don't think we really properly addressed it. I think as a society, we just had a problem with women taking on the reins as a superhero. My it, But my only thing with that is that I'm glad that I have this movie so that way my daughter can see she can be the Black Panther too. Versus like us black men, we got we got the Black Panther right. We definitely got him. Now we can say our daughters and sisters or even our wives or significant others, they have a Black Panther as well. Yeah. Which I thought was intriguing. But at the same time, I don't believe, I mean, I don't know if y'all feel the same way. I don't believe Shuri's gonna be Black Panther for long. I think that was probably that's probably like the last time. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, but I could be wrong. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Alex and Serge, it has been an absolute pleasure having having you both on both on for this episode and, and reviewing. Thank you guys so much for doing this again. Oh, anytime. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm your host, Winter Burns. This has been Full Scope. See you later.